This episode of the Beer Brawl is presented with no commercial interruption by simplybeer.com. Every day, baby, when the sun go down, I get with my friends and I begin to clown. I don't care what the people are thinking. I ain't drunk. I'm just drinking. But you're so high. Oh, man, you know I ain't high. But you're so high. I just take a little bit every now and then. Welcome to another Beer Brawl. This is Peter Kennedy at SimplyBeer.com. Tonight with us we have uh, Mark Jackson as always. Hello, good evening. Good evening to you too. Nobody else decided to join us tonight, so all the beer is ours. Oh, uh, boo-hoo. <laughs> Not that I'm complaining, because tonight we are going to be doing Hefeweizens. Uh, I figure since it was summer and I want the summer to come in here in New Jersey... Uh, we do summer beers, and what better example of a summer beer than uh, a good wheat beer? We, you know? we, we can dream about summer at I know. this point. It's been raining for, what, 18 days straight I, here? I don't know how many days. This is one of the worst dunes on record, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm waiting for the ark to float down the street here. Uh, anyways, uh, so tonight we're going to be doing Hefeweizens, like I said. They're uh, German style of wheat beer with the uh, Hefe, meaning yeast. And uh, Weizen meaning wheat. These are all going to be unfiltered beers, so they'll be pretty cloudy. They'll also be light in color, a little bit of banana, cloves, maybe even some bubblegum aroma, some spiciness. Uh, these are all session beers under, they're all about 5% alcohol. So uh, we shouldn't be too hammered by the end of the night. <laughs> yeah, looking over the list of, of beers we're going to do tonight... It, I, Per capita, does Germany have the largest number of breweries in the world? Because, I mean, you can't count all the breweries in the United States, you know, because, I mean, we're such a big country in comparison to Germany. But I'm saying, let's say per 1,000 people, does Germany have the most breweries, you think? I wouldn't know. I mean, they certainly have a lot. Belgium has a ton, too. I, I mean, know. There's a, you know, beer's a pretty popular thing around the world. Yeah. You get small stuff that we would never even see here in the United States, and... You know, vice versa. I mean, there's stuff being brewed down in, you know, Florida that we're not seeing, or, or North Carolina, or, you know, Iowa, you know. The wide, wide world of beer. Yeah, there's a big thing now called uh, nano breweries, uh, which is, you have, like, home brewers and microbreweries. Nano breweries is kind of like in between. Like you brew it in the trunk of your car or something? So it's, like... it's, it's it, <laughs> the idea is, like, um, beer for your community. So it's still commercial beer hmm. right uh, uh, my understanding of it is you can buy and sell it but there's no distribution hmm. so it would be like uh you know joe's liquor store down the street you know brewing beer and selling six packs or 12 packs out of their store oh, really you know and it's hmm. just a community beer uh, i've been reading some stuff on that it's pretty interesting but, it is uh, it's very green i might say probably probably like, you know because you're not paying for the fuel small carbon footprint yeah and small batches of beer as well Tonight, the Hefeweizens. I think we should be in for an interesting ride tonight. Uh, I'm not a big wheat beer drinker. No, um, it's, generally, it's... because every time I go to a bar and I see wheat beers, there's always this big, giant half a lemon on the top of the glass. Mm. And that's completely an American thing to do. In fact, these beers are known for their heads, having big, huge, frothy heads. The lemon kills it. I mean, it completely destroys any head in the, in the beer with the 
the citric acid going down the sides of the glass. Well, in my excursion to uh, Bavaria in just about a month now, mm -hmm. I'll certainly try some of these Hefeweizen beers there, you know, straight straight there, and uh, I'm sure they're not going to put any lemons in it. I doubt it. I, I doubt mean, it. that's just an American thing. Yeah, I don't know why they why they do it drink a beer for what it tastes like if drink you don't a beer, if you need lemon in. to put it in drink a wit i mean it's already got lemon or orange in it you know it's already got that fruity flavor good point you know? so anyways we'll be drinking these out of uh hefeweizen glasses <laughs> appropriately named um these are kind of a little bit wider at the top which slightly tapers in and then it kind of comes down to a narrow bottom uh, these will help kind of hold that big head together and also kind of lock in some of the uh, the aromas that you're going right. to see. The, the sea. You're going to see the aromas. The aromas you're going to smell. If one looks hard. <laughs> if one looks hard enough, one will see the yes. aromas, especially if you've done six or seven of these. <laughs> uh, so tonight on tap, or not really on tap, but uh, we're going to be drinking eight Hefeweizens. We'll have four Germans. Since it's a German-style beer, I figured it was probably best to overload on the German side one Japanese actually no we're doing uh, five Germans I take that back five German Hefeweizens one Japanese Hefeweizen and two American so we're gonna have the uh, Erdinger the Polliner the Schneiderweiss the Weinestoffer the Franziconer the Hitachino Nest and Harpoon and the Flying Dog we should be able to mangle the German names pretty well. Yes, by I think I've already the third one. Done, I think you it. mangled two, but that's all right. You know, I even have the phonetic, you know, pronunciations here on my sheet, and you know, it still doesn't make a difference. I'm people horrible when it comes. I can barely speak English. People who are in a hurry have phonetic <laughs> phonetics instead of phonetics. But anyway, cool. All right. So first, we're gonna do the uh, Erdinger. This is a German beer, an all-natural bottle fermented beer comes in a uh, 500 milliliter bottle I believe oh. uh, well, yeah we got huge head huge head nice carbonation swirling bubbles swirling around beautiful swirling they swirl and they just <laughs> rise up to the top <laughs> very it's actually a very clear beer I thought this uh, you know what it's probably because the uh, in the bottle here the yeast is all Settle down to the bottom here. Let me uh, pour a little bit more into yours, if you don't mind. No, I don't mind. Mike, it'll, yeah, there's a little bit of cloud, yeah. So one of the things when you're pouring these, uh, that's much better, is if you see, if you go to like a, a German restaurant or, or you go to, you know, Germany or someplace where they actually pour these properly, they'll actually invert the glass over the bottle and s turn it back over and slowly pull the bottle hmm. out until most of the beers in the glass and that will produce a pretty accurate size head for the you know half liter glass that we have here then they'll also take the bottle and they'll shake it between their hands like spin it between mm -hmm. their hands mm -hmm. to free up any yeast that's in the mm. bottom and then they'll add that because it really does add a little bit more to the flavor so what I just did here was spin the bottle around for those of you listening uh, and then added a little bit more back to the our glasses here so we could actually see the cloudiness of the beer and doing that, it really becomes hazy the way I it's to, I have to, to see if Hans, the bartender at Dare Drunk, uh, <laughs> the tavern that I go to in Bavaria, does that. But I'll <laughs> keep an eye on it. Hans. Yes. 
So, like I said, this is a German beer. It's uh, 5.3% alcohol. Gold, golden, straw-colored, hazy. Probably about an inch and a half head on mine. Really Everything one would thick. expect looking at it from, from yeah. the style of beer. Yeah. It's a nice, clean. It's very, it's weedy, but clean. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not a strong aroma no. here. It's a little bit spicy, a little bit fruity, um, but there's not a real dominant aroma. I would kind of describe the aroma as mellow. I would too. It's about one, I mean, there's no surprises here. There aren't any surprises. It, it is what no, one would expect it to be. It's clean. There's not, not a real dominant flavor. I would have expected a little bit of maybe a clove or banana, you know, taste to it, but initially mm. I'm not getting that. It's, it's it's a nice refreshing taste though. It's, it's it is. Clean. It's crisp. A little bit of spice. Uh, not much in in the uh, in the flavor department, quite frankly. I think you know my sense of it. And as we work our way down down the list, and uh, it, it could be a touch, a little more to it. Everything everything's subtle in this beer. There's yeah. nothing that I mean, stands out. There you know subtle aroma. You know, subtle flavors. I mean, you can kind of taste the spice. You can kind of taste, you know, a little bit of fruitiness. A little, I wouldn't actually say it's banana and the fruitiness that I'm tasting here, you know. But with the style of beer, you'd expect a little bit of banana I can see flavor. going to a place in Germany, pulling a draft of this and having some knockwurst or some, some cold cuts. <laughs> and, you know, that's what we did there when I was there I mean, uh, quite, a, quite a while ago. But you would go around, cold cuts are very popular. And uh, I can see eating some ham or something with this and some cheese, and I think it would be very... Uh... This beer, I think, will go with a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, because it doesn't have dominant flavors in it. You can drink it with a lot of different types of meat, types of cheeses, fruit even. Because um, there's nothing that really predominates the flavor of this beer. I must say, I like it, though. It's... It's, I, it's, it's, it's something, you know, if you're into... If you're into the like, you know, more ex so-called extreme beers or something, and this is not what you're looking for. But if you're looking for a good uh, Hefeweizen, this is perfectly fine. Yeah, it, it, it's drinkable. It. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's nothing off-putting about it. I would probably call it mediocre, though. You know, middle of the road. Maybe mediocre is not the right word, but middle of the road. I would say average. It, 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 it's they set out to do it. They did it, and there's nothing more to be said about it, really. Um, you know, I would say it's it's pretty much representative of, of, of the class. Well, we'll see about that. I mean, we got a bunch more here to go. And I think uh, with all the styles, uh, or all the different German beers we have here tonight, I think we can find something yeah, that... maybe I spoke we'll, just, we'll just a little too quickly on that. I'm anxious to see how the Polliner hook, hooks up on this, because uh, I was really bowled over with, you know, yes. with the Polliner. Yeah, we, for time. those of you who listen to Simply Beer Podcasts, uh, we did a Doppelbox, um, what is it? Around Easter time, right, right before Easter. Um, and uh, we had the Polliner Salvatore, which was absolutely amazing. Yeah, you know, great beer. So I'll finish up what we got here. Yeah, I saw and, the, uh, we'll go on and, and see what that's all about. You know, the head dis did dissipate pretty quickly in that beer. There's not, not really nothing memorable here. I mean, you know, it's it's yeah. if somebody gave me one, I would drink it, but I yeah. wouldn't I wouldn't be bowled over and say, wow, you know. What kind of beer is this? All right, so next up we have the uh, Polliner Hefeweizen. This is comes from the Polliner Brewery, and like we said, they have makers of Polliner Salvatore, which is a pretty famous Doppelbach. This brewery has been around for several hundred years, so in theory they should be able to make good beer for being around so long, right? Yes. 
in theory, but one never knows. Yeah, this is uh, I'd say a little bit more of an of a. Uh, it's got it's a, definitely cloudier. Definitely cloudier, a bit more orangey. Yeah. Um, I would say the other nice. one was more blonde. You yeah, know, the other one was very blonde. Yeah. Um, this one, same style ahead. It's fairly thick and it seems to be lingering pretty long here. It, if you swirl it, it does cling to the glass fairly well. Yeah, let me ask you something. When when we look at it now, what would make a head? Now, to me, this looks somewhat creamier. Mm -hmm. The the it looks more densely packed. What would make the difference in between this and let's say the last beer, which was had a head, but it was very maybe the quantity of wheat in uh -huh, the beer, uh -huh. um, the style of grains, the style of hops that are being used. I mean, the style of yeast. All of these things attribute to I mean it could be the fact that we already drank a beer in a glass and now the glass is mm. you know a, doesn't have any maybe remaining particles from when I washed it um, I don't really use much soap when I wash these I soap around the very top of the lip and that's it I don't oh, put really? the sponge uh -huh. into the glass because the soap residue will leave will mm. make the head dissipate quickly so I try not to clean that I never put them in the dishwasher this has a, a much spicier aroma I would say I like this this is more of what I would expect this is you definitely get the smell of the bananas like ripe bananas mm. and cloves we often allude to um, the anticipation you know that that smelling the beer sticking your nose in the glass mm -hmm. and, and smelling it that that anticipation uh, of, of actually tasting the beer how how the scent will en enhance that whole and it does in this case yeah. I think there was nothing working uh, much in the aroma on the last one and you, you know you're, no. you're ready to drink it and I said man there's nothing going but, but, on you here. know it, at least that one matched the beer you know I think it would have been more disappointing if you have such flavorful beer and no aroma to it but uh, you think that would happen I don't know I, don't know. <laughs> I really like the aroma on here even a little bit orangey too. Oh, this is a m much different tasting. I mean, it's um, much different. Mm. This is good. This is this is much better than the last one. Although it does have a bit of a sour yeah. um, tang at the end, um, but you do have you know a little bit of spiciness, a little a lot of banana flavor in this one. I'll say one thing about Polliner. They they certainly know how to brew a beer. Yeah. Considering it's, I guess one would call this more mass-produced beer. I mean, this doesn't fall into the category of craft. No, it can't. Uh, no. You know, by, by definition, right. in America, craft beer has to be an American-owned company. Well, if we just say. took it, the it just said craft, it wouldn't yeah. apply to anything like this, though. Probably not. I mean, they, I'm sure they make millions of yeah. barrels a year, but you know, now that I've had a couple of sips on this one, the tart banana flavor mm. is not sitting particularly well with me it, it the beer looks nice you know fairly decent head retention you know some good sticky lacing uh, of the foam but that, that something flavor, that lingers on the tip of the tongue on this too yeah i can't quite i was going to refer to it as acidic in, in a way but i don't think that's what I'm, I'm trying to say but there's something that lingers on the tip of the tongue on this that that i don't find particularly appealing i don't know it, yeah, I got it right there. And it's a bit tart. It's also sticking to my teeth, that, that particular tartness. It's, uh, I'm not entirely thrilled with this yeah, one. Yeah, I thought it would be a little bit more appealing, but it's not appealing to my palate. Uh, I don't mind the tartness, but it's not what I would expect in the style. 
you know, since generally most imported beers, you know, are, are try, I think for the most part, stick, try to stick true to a style, um, you know, except for maybe the McKellar, you know, who's, who's, you know, you yeah. know, kind of like a rock star brewer, you know, going out there. But, you know, these guys were brewing beer for several hundred years and I would think they'd try to be the style. Hmm. And this to me is not the style. Let's see. What else does it say on here? Oh, we forgot the labels. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, well, the Erdinger, Erdinger, Erdinger is, um, I mean, these are typically European style labels, if, uh, if I might say that, not to pigeonhole something. I don't mean to denigrate their labeling or anything like that, or, you know, but I mean, certainly conservative, traditional labels, there's nothing, you know, nothing, you know, they don't have flying devils on these things or anything like that. It's just, uh. Uh, idyllic country scenes and um, you know mountains in the background, people dancing in Bavaria, of course, for the Polliner. Yeah, I, I fully intend, I, and I hope to get to the Polliner Brewery, brewery when I when I get out there because it, it's going to be right where we are, right there. You have to. I mean, just just have to have to. a doppelganger. Have to. I mean, absolutely. Looking forward to that, and going to flip video it, and uh, you know. There you go. They'll probably treat me like royalty. Americans looking at beer. They do <laughs> love that over there. Well, people always love when you take an interest in their country. Yeah. And, and certainly beer, you know, with Big the German, Germany. with the German passion for beer. Yeah. I mean, they'll they'll love it, and um, we'll we'll send them over to. Uh, you don't have that site uh, simply beer in German, do you? Though, do you? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just thought uh, I was expecting a little more from this, and and. Uh, it's just something not not working for me, and uh, I'm yeah. a little disappointed. Frankly, I'm a bit disappointed too. I had high expectations after that Doppelbach, but uh, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't see drinking more than like one glass of this. There's some taste, there's something sticking in my mouth that I find yeah. unpleasant. All right, well, let's move on then. All right, next up we have the uh, Schneider Weiss Hefeweizen. This they have on their label we'll call it the original German Hefeweizen Ale. Uh, this one comes in at uh, about 5.4% ABV. So let's crack it open and see what we got here. And they claim this is original? Well, that's what the label has. It right. says the original. The original. Whatever so, that means. Give this bottle a good swirl. Kick up some of that yeast. Nice color, nice head. Much bigger head than the last ones. It's much darker too. Yeah, again, this one, this one's in uh amber color. Yeah, again, I'm looking at it and saying, you know, is this, is this, is this hefeweizen in here? Are we looking at, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 much darker than I would expect. But, yeah, uh, me too. You know, don't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> unless it, unless it has naked women on it, but even then, <laughs> this one here is a, a pretty decent size head. It looks a, a little bit thicker than the last heads that we've seen. Mm -hmm. The lacing, if you swirl a little. Seems to cling a bit longer than the last two, uh, but it's much thicker here. I still have a good inch and a half of foam on the top here. I like the smell of this one so far. Good, pleasant aroma. You get a strong clove smell with mm -hmm. an underlying smell of, of banana fruitiness. Here, the, it's more of a dominant clove aroma than um, the polliner, which was a little bit more you know, of a, a banana just off the nose, though, they, they seem somewhat similar. Yes. So I think you and I were kind of starting to see what a Hefeweizen's characteristics are. Mm -hmm. You know, now that we've done three beers, you know, we can see the, the good good size head on these. 
cloudy beers, and now we're starting to get into a common clove and banana aroma. Touch of, uh, of, of fruit in here of some kind, anything? Yeah, I'm not, it, it's not, it's not that banana, like I keep no. saying banana, banana, I feel like I'm repeating myself, but it's not that banana flavor. It, it's it's very, it's got the more uh, clove taste, a little bit spicier mm-hmm. than the last one. I think this is a little bit more on the money. It's much drier too. It's not very sweet. Well, the last one wasn't sweet either. No, but it, this one tastes a little bit drier than the last two had. Mm-hmm. It's also a lot more carbonated. They can taste the bubbles kind of... Get a lot of taste from like this, but cleaning it's not, your mouth as it goes A lot through. of taste in this, but as opposed to the polliner, it, I don't find this objectionable. It's not It's not like an aftertaste. It's, it's, it, it seems to have more hops to it because it's got be. a little bit more of a bite at the end. Schneider, huh? So, so so far, what it seems like, a contraire, which I to to my limit, I'm using French tasting German beers, but that's okay. <laughs> we can mix them up. But the first one, the Erdinger, which I kind of thought was more typical of the style, seems at this point atypical. Not not really. Uh, these seem more representative, perhaps. Yes, I I think these are more representative. Okay. Based on kind of what I described at the beginning. The the Erdinger, I didn't think, really hit any of those qualities, so you're, you're except for the, mm-hmm. the big head and cloudy. Yeah. Um, aside from those, I it really didn't quite hit much of those things. But these two here, you know, when I read the characteristics to you, spiciness, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit dry, tart, banana. Oh, this has a fluffy, um, sexy head for sure. Fluffy, yeah, sexy I like head. That. Yes. <laughs> I like this. This is good. <clears throat> Look at the original. This is uh, G. Schneider and Son, German Hefeweizen Ale, brewed and bottled by Private Weissbier Brewery, George Schneider and Son. Okay. Brewed according to... Now, this is interesting. What do you know about this, old beer guru? Uh, German purity laws? Well, it says brewed according to the Reinheitsgebot. Yeah. That's the German purity? The German purity laws. That states that... Um, you know, a beer can only have four ingredients. Oh. And uh, it was kind of funny. Um, there's uh, some styles of beer that actually use lemon and coriander uh-huh. um, in them. Gauze, a gauze, G-O-S-E, beer. Uh-huh. Gauze beer, maybe. Um, and they've been incorporated into the German purity laws, even though they use these extra ingredients because they were... They never agreed to the German purity laws mm-hmm. being in Germany until, you know, much later when they were given an exemption because they'd already been brewing that style of beer hmm. for so long. So, you know, it's like it's one of these things that, uh, you know, as long as it fits whatever's going on at the time, that's what it is. Now, let and, me uh, ask you this. You, you, um, you talk about somebody like the, the, the owner of Dog, Dogfish Head Brewery uh-huh. who's just adamant against... The whole purity laws and oh, really? you know what it stands for, and I mean, basically, and, and I don't disagree with them. It's like censorship for beer. It says your beer can only have A, B, C, and D in it, and that's it. You can't do anything else to it, or else you won't get the German seal of purity. But you, well, can, you it, can it, do I think that. even back in back when they were doing this, I mean, it was much more to it. Than but that. they could still sell it. They couldn't sell it. I don't think they could sell it. Well, you or, might be right. Or, you know, do any. I mean, it was a law in Germany. You cannot make beer that right. you know. It's just now. This is interesting. A lot of good stuff. Uh, the other labels weren't really all that informative, frankly. I mean, that the Air Dinger talks a little bit. Uh, 
bottle fermentation. And it says here, it says, thank you for enjoying Air Dinger, the world's number one Hefeweizen. <laughs> but that doesn't necessarily, what does that mean, number one? I mean, yeah. it doesn't. But here's what they say. Now, Bavaria, when Mr. Uh, Mark gets to Bavaria, is going to rock because now they have in Bavaria the oldest, this is the olden, the oldest Weizen brewery. This, this one here, the Schneider, Considered the classical German Hefeweizen, classic bottle fermentation, unpasteurized, unfiltered, with a pure top fermenting yeast that resettles on the bottom. Distinctive amber color with a fine full head and a fresh bouquet. You know, I don't think we ever used the word bouquet on any of these things. Uh, a light but firm body. Well, I think we got the nose and that was The nose, the, the aroma, yeah. yeah. A light but firm body with plenty of champagne-like carbonation. Wonderfully yep. refreshing. Product of Kelheim, Bavaria, Germany. Hmm. How many I, breweries like, must there be in Bavaria? Wow, I'm probably staggering around from one to another. I mean, th I really liked this beer. I mean, that flavor that I couldn't in my head, I couldn't place it earlier. Um, it's banana and bread. Hmm. I wouldn't necessarily call it banana bread, but it's got a, a hint of banana and a bready, yeasty kind of quality to it. So I guess if you put those terms together, it's a banana bread kind of taste. You know what I like about this? They, they described it on the label, and they did exactly what they said they were going to do on the label. Nothing. Well, or the other way around. <laughs> well, well, I don't know. All right, next. The first one I think we're going to truly butcher the name on. The Vine High Stefaner. I don't know if it's Vihein. There's their H. It's Vihen. Vihen? Yes, Vihen no so. Vihen What do they call people from Germany anyway? Dumkopf. Uh, <laughs> um, so I, here, I know that from Hogan's Heroes, by the so way. So here, this is from the world's oldest brewery. The, the oldest now. Right. That might have been the oldest Hefeweizen brewery. Right, this is brewery, the oldest now. But this is the actually Now, this goes back brewery. further than, than Polliner, which goes back to the 1600s, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. 1634. And this goes back how far? Um, almost a thousand years. Wow. What were we talking? Nine hundred and twenty years. That's impressive, folks. Yes. Think of that. We haven't even been in a country for what? I mean, they've been making fifty years, about give or take, you know, a few years. But I mean, uh, I mean, this beer—they've been making beer for almost a millennium. Oh, look at that! <laughs> That's what happens when you. Uh... <laughs> Woo! That rocks. Okay, you didn't see what happened. Peter was swirling the beer around and, and actually foamed up and came out. Yeah, the I was top trying to get the you know wake up the yeast on the bottom. I, and, uh, we were doing I got a, a little bit aggressive there. there. <laughs> we were doing a porn commercial for a minute. <laughs> it started. No, we're still here at simplybeer.com on the podcast. <laughs> hey, but we we spare no expense to get the right drinking experience here. Absolutely not. You know, but we ended up with a nice big head on the spear here. This a little is, this bit lighter a, than yeah. the last one. Yeah. It's a golden straw color. Good, yeah, I mean, thick. this just looks to me more like wheat. You know, I always think of the vice, and I always think of the wheat, and, and it always, this straw-colored sort of thing. And mm -hmm. I, I can't imagine going into a, into a tavern and ordering this and saying, I have some, I'd have to practice this before. <laughs> if this is your first date and you're going to a tavern and you're asking for this beer, you better practice it. It's like one of those things is, you know, unless you can pronounce it, don't order it. <laughs> you know, and maybe we should have stuck to that, but 
you know, this is supposedly one of the best uh, Hefeweizens in the world. So we're, uh, we're here to drink beer, not pronounce. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For, forgive our ignorance, but uh, we like beer in the man <laughs> in the man cave. There you go. Very similar aroma to the last one. A little fruity, spicy. I think Maybe the bouquet, a little the bouquet for... on this is a little, there is you a little you more had pronounced. To use it, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> that, I wasn't going to use it in the same podcast, but I figured, what the hell. You know, the bouquet on this one. Why learn a new word if you're not going to use it right <laughs> away? We're going to have to use bouquet for everything now on. <laughs> yeah, it sounds a little pretentious, but... Do, do we drink with our pinkies up? Uh, I, I like the uh, the aroma on this. Very sweet, musty, clovish. Yeah, the, 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 I, I really like that. You like it? Yeah. It's I'm clean. Not sure. i got to do a few more swallows of this one. So, I don't know. You know, like sometimes I think that... that if it hits me right away as being very pleasant, mm-hmm. that that kind of I, I enjoy that 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 experience. If I have to think about it too much, then I lose it, and I'm uh, thinking I, about this one. Uh, you know what? I I I think this beer to use a word I don't think I've used before on this podcast, but I think this beer is awesome. Really, I think it's delicious. I mean, it's got so many different flavors in it, you know. But it's still it's definitely a wheat beer. But the, 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 like, a little orange and um, cloves and spiciness and not breadiness. Enough, not enough carbonation in this for me. Not enough, uh, yeah, it, I think, it's a little on the flat side, it seems to me. I don't know. The head's sticking around pretty well. Yeah, I know. It I doesn't see, have I, a lot of And I see bubbles, bubbles but uh, I see some bubbles. I'd have to I'd have to back this up against with the uh, with the Schneider once I mean, again. Look at that. Because look at that lace the on there. Yeah, the lacing I mean, is there. I mean, you're not going to get that kind of lacing if it's not carbonated. I know. It just it just it, it just tastes a little on the flat side to me. I, I enjoyed the Schneider's much much more. Yeah, I mean the Schneider's was a good beer. I think this one is just awesome. Yeah, I'm truly convinced that the hardest part of this job is certainly not not job. The hardest part of what what would you know, what I'm invited. This to is do. a job. What Damn I'm invited it. for you. Well, I mean, what I'm invited to do is comment on the beer, and, and I and I do so. I find the rating sometimes it is, is kind of tough. This this to me, I don't know. I know what I know. Hey, and I know, you know this. what. Like like we say I, every time, everybody's palate is different. Things will taste different. I mean, people like spicy food. Other people don't. You're not gonna. Everybody's not gonna like the same beer or the same qualities of, of beers. And uh, this is just you know, lacking like, something to me. I, I don't know. I, I don't, just lacking something. Not not hitting me. Good tasting beer. I, I think the beer is delicious and it has a lot of. I think it's delicious. Flavors. Also, it's just to me something that could that could give it a little more that's not there. You know, it's even got a little bit of bitterness on the back end. I'm raking my notes. That's why we have this moment of silence. We all have to write our notes now. Mark started a, a trend here. Well, so I, we it have, helps me to focus. It really does. Um, I forgot. To, I just wrote a score for the Schneider. I never even wrote a, uh, any notes on it. And now I've well, actually, I didn't, I didn't write any notes either. And I, wrote, and I just made one comment that I thought I was perhaps scoring it a little bit on the low side, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. Is well, it accepted? Is it ex- change your scores? Well, no, I, I I did change my score on one a little bit, but um, yeah, I, yeah, I try not to do that. At least I try not to. Um, is it ever acceptable when, like, when we're doing this to to, to back them up, like, a, to take another taste of one? I would think that would be perfectly acceptable. Perfectly acceptable, right? Yeah. All right. I mean, we got to finish the beer anyway. So. Yeah, anyway, we have to. We have to. You know, no doubt about it. 
Mm. I'm gonna go. I don't know on this one. This this some. Yeah, I was I was wishing for a little bit more here. Really, I you know I, I'm almost on the opposite end of the spectrum from you. You know, this has got a great balance of flavors that I would expect in this beer. It, you know, the appearance, the head, the aroma, the taste, it all really works in conjunction with each other. Well, I'm probably on the low side on this, but in comparison to you, but I'm going to go with it. It's just, it's not impressing me as much as I thought. I like the taste. I think it's, I think it's got a lot going on. There's, there's, it's flavorful, but there's just still something missing for me. I think it's the carbonate. I think it can use a little bit more something in there. Sometimes the lack of being able to describe something really irritates me, but what can you do? <laughs> All right, next we got the uh, Franziconer. Uh, also Hefeweizen. This one here is probably our lowest ABV of them all. This is at 5%. This one here, this brewery goes back to 1363. So once again, a very old brewery and is uh, one of Munich's oldest privately held. Privately held, okay. Uh, breweries. Well, I hold my privates quite often, so I guess what well, there you go. <laughs> privately held. Uh, <laughs> okay, nice head. Good head. Hazy. A little bit clearer than the rest of them were, but still it's got that haziness to it. It's a touch more uh, sweetly aromatic. It's not quite as spicy. This company actually was bought out, so they're no longer the privately owned, but they're bought oh. out by uh, Spaten. Oh, really? In InBev, which is probably one of the world's largest brewery conglomerates out there. Boy, in my college days, I used to drink spot and beer all the time. This one's much breadier, if I use that term. Yeah. Still mm. still strong clove aroma to it and subtle banana notes underneath that. Nice head. Very nice head on this one. Good good weedy, little browner, golden, more golden. Yeah, yeah I'd say it's a little bit more golden than the rest of them. Might my, my head seems to have lasted a little bit longer than yours. I think uh, it's, I don't know why that was a... Oh. <laughs> uh, gotta love talking about beer. Yeah, it's like it's like everything's a double entendre by the time the end of the night comes around. An hour later, everything's a double entendre. Especially into our fifth beer and yeah, you know, sexy what? head and blah blah blah. Your head lasts longer. Yada yada. You know, five beers in forty minutes. I mean, hey, somebody's got to do it. We pound them away here. Somebody's got to do it. Might as well be you us. Know? We don't want you guys listening too long. You know get bored or anything yeah so, i know, pick really my i, I choose my movies on how long they are i gotta tell you <laughs> so one can one can listen to a podcast and say an hour i can devote an hour to that i like this this tastes good it's it's very dry mm, yes it is i mean it's it's one of the strongest um kind of flavors in your or mouth feels of this beer is that it's very dry fruity tightly it's got a touch of sourness to it mm -hmm. which um you know, it actually is not a bad flavor in this beer. You know, one of the other ones we said, I mean, it was a Polliner, was a bit sour, but that was almost a negative. This one here, it's it's not so negative. I'm coming to a conclusion as we're getting deeper into our fifth beer, is that the Hefeweizen style, because it it's not my favorite style of beer, and it's making making it harder in a way to rate them and, and to truly yeah. appreciate them. I mean, we had the same problem with the fruit beers. Yeah. 
I mean, you this know? is not one that I would reach for off the get-go. Yeah. And uh, I think that's why I'm having a little bit of a problem with it. It's, it's not a style of beer that I drink much either. Yeah. You know, if, if I want um, a summer session beer, a lot of times I'll have like a farmhouse ale, a saison, mm-hmm. um, something like agree. that. I, I like those. Um, but, you know, no, really no matter what, I tend to gravitate more towards heavier beers, um, no matter what the temperature yeah, is. Yeah, I think I, I kind of agree. But, the, uh, you know, all in all, I, I, I this... Uh, the Franzikana here that we're drinking, I think it's a pretty good beer. You know, it is a good beer. I, mean, I don't, th- you know, there's nothing that's really rising above. On it's it's crisp. It's fruity. Um, this one here is more orangey in flavor, not citrusy, because um, there's no real bite to it. You know, like a citrus or grapefruit has kind of a bite to it. It's not a bite, but it's kind of got that sweet orange taste to it. Um, little spicy from the cloves um, and it's very dry so I think this is similar to the one we just tried the vine hemp I can't even <laughs> vine henstefaner vine henstefaner um, but this again this this has a little bit more in the in the carbonation it seems and I find that a little bit more appealing for this type of beer I do too um, I, I like the carbonation a little bit more than the last one but I think the flavors from the last one were much overall much better, more complete. This carbonation with that flavor. There you go. But I think this is very pleasant, though. I think this is very it is pleasant. pleasant, and I think it's, it's it's I think it's it's quite representative of the style, from what I can tell. Seems like to me. Yeah. And I think the the uh, the Schneider was a little bit more out there, but this is good. This is a good drinking beer. You know, having said that, this is not my favorite genre. These scores these yeah. scores might seem a little low at the end. Just as a prelude to the scoring. As opposed to last week's, you know, 98. <laughs> some good beer. Yeah. Yeah, and beers that appeal to me. It, actually, I, I didn't... Last week, for, for those of you who didn't listen to last week, and I don't know why you didn't, but... Yeah, because we gave away... Yeah. Didn't we give away to Mercedes last week, to yeah. the people who listened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, last week we did... Uh, we didn't do a style of beer like we're doing this week. Last week we did um, a brewer... Named McKellar. He's kind of a gypsy brewer. They rocked. I mean, come on. And uh, he actually uh, posted my podcast on his blog, which was kind of cool to see. You know, and then I found, I went to a new liquor store last weekend, and they had, I think, 10 or 12 McKellar beers in stock there. Where was this? Um, It was down in South Plainfield. You bought them? Uh, no, not all of them. I bought two of them. I bought uh, there, old beer guru. Yeah, if, if we if we stroll over here to my uh, right. beer cellar, we got the uh, the McKellar Black, mm. which is a seventeen and a half percent stout. Whoa! Yes, and then we got the uh, McKellar Black Hole, which is thirteen percent. The Black Hole has coffee. I'm not sure exactly what's in the black. Uh, but I'll probably won't drink it for another couple years. But uh, see, you know, I tell you, to me, when you when you talk about the the, the brewer and the master, the the uh, Nick Keller, uh, I if I were in any uh, packaged goods store throughout the United States, and we talked about the Nick Keller, we said they, they rock and beer, great, excellent, you know, edgy, yeah. edgy, all kinds of stuff. You know, your Push hand. The envelope. I mean, well, your hand would go 
to the handle of the cooler and you'd open the cooler. Oh, I remember this beer. Yeah. I remember it. But you know Even what? if it was like nothing you've ever heard of before. I probably would have bought more if I hadn't already had $250 worth of beer in my cart. Well, <laughs> yeah, I would have put some of that. I would maybe would have put some of the others back. But the point, the point being that, that, you know, when we raved about the Pauliner and you're, and if you're in a package goods store looking for a beer, yeah. you're going to remember the name and some of them, you know, you may not like some of them, but with the, with the McKellar, you're going to say, Hey, this is worth trying and you're going to oh, give yeah. it a shot. I mean, we, we have the same thing. I mean, we've had, um, Southern Tier. Yeah. Dogfish Head. Right. Flying Dog. We actually have a Flying Dog later. Pauliner. McKellar. Trogues. It's important. I mean, those yeah. are those are names that you know for the most part you know Allagash they, they they make exceptional beers, and you can pretty much guarantee that whatever you get is going to be, at the very least, yeah. pleasant to drink. You know. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's like saying to somebody, "What kind of car? In fact, if you can have a car, somebody would give you. What would you choose? A lot of people would, you know, pick a Mercedes. It has the name, the luxury, everything. Yeah. The, the engineering, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, they're you gonna, know, you're going to get a great car. They're going to say a brand. They're not going to say, um, you know, I want a BMW 645 convertible with leather interior. No, they're going to say, well, a BMW or a Mercedes. Or, you know, they're going off of brand names alone and. You know, once you build a good brand name, yeah. I mean, hey, listen, you, you know, really if you're out there, if you're out if there you cooking to. up the deal, like for the folks that we that out in Hollywood, and you know, that are doing deals, and you're having people over, yeah, a lot of people turn up their nose at beer, yeah, fine wine, everybody's mm-hmm. into it, but you go for a good beer, and I'll tell you something, you say, you say to Larry David, you know, if he's drinking beer, I don't know what he drinks, or or you know, whoever, yeah. come on over and 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 have, I have this great beer you want to try, and you pull out a, a McKellar and you tell them a little bit of the story. First of all, the, the backstory is intriguing, and yeah. you listen to it, you you sit up, and you say, wow, this sounds great, it's anticipation, and then you drink the beer, and it's great beer. But you know what's funny? All the beers that we just listed, McKellar, Dogfish Head. Flying Dog, Allagash. If you look at the backstories of these breweries, these are, are people who all kind of started for nothing and said, this is what I'm going to brew, and I'm going to brew it well. And if I brew it well, people will like it. Passionate you know, Allagash, brewing. Passionate brewing. Allagash, whenever they started 12 years ago, they were brewing Belgian-style beers when it wasn't even heard of in the United States. You know what? They liked brewing it. They believed in what they're brewing it. And now they're a very popular beer. Flying Dog. These guys, st- uh, not Flying Dog, but uh, Dogfish Head. Mm-hmm. These guys started, they bought a restaurant. I was brewing five-gallon batches in the back of his restaurant, bringing them out. People were going nuts over them. <clears throat> and, and it's an organic growth. You brew good beer. You know, what, what's yeah. that? that um, you know, build it and they will come. Yeah. You know, it, it's kind of the same thing. Brew it, and they will come. If well, you brew, yeah, if if you're people who are good, interested, it will come. But if, yeah, if you, what I like to appeal to is, is the average person who's walking in there and, and, and is looking for something different, wants to take yeah. a chance, get a little bit edgy, you know, is tired of the same old crap. How many Coronas can you drink, for God's sake? You know, I mean, how many can you, you can drink? drink? About eighteen of them in no, a sitting. But I mean, you know, it gets like boring after a while. You know, it's like you want something a little bit different, and yeah. and so you know, that's what we do. We tell you what's different. Well, we try. I try. We to tell mix you. It up. We order you. Yeah. Since we're doing German beers, we order you to do drink. 
Okay. You know, we're gonna. I, I think we're gonna start looking into uh, doing a little bit of a, a live feed at some point here. So see if you guys can we'll publish the list ahead of hand, ahead of hand, ahead of time, so you guys can drink along with us. It's fun. Yeah, I'll even autograph like I don't know beer <laughs> beer coasters. Does anybody give out beer coasters anymore? And I might all, be showing everywhere. My, yeah, I mean, they should. I hope, right? Well, I don't go to yeah, bars as much as I used to. I've been to enough bars this week already. Well, that's you. Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was at the Sierra Nevada night last night and uh, went to another place on Monday. Yeah, the average person, uh, oh beer guru, yes. the average person, could they go to a, a beer tasting like a, a Javits Center or something like that and, and, and taste all these you know different what, there, kinds there, of beers? There are, is that more all for sorts of places offer beer tastings. There you um, go. It, funny you say that. Uh, my wife for Father's Day just got me uh, two tastings. There's one on Saturday that I'm going to, uh, featuring some, they call it an extreme beer, extreme cheese tasting. Mm. So they're the gonna cheese, have, I don't know if I can. Uh, I don't know either, but cheese. nonetheless, I'm going for the beer. Um, and that's at a local liquor store here. They're going to have some Dogfish Head, Allagash, uh, another Belgian beer, and some other ones as well. Cool. And then uh, next Tuesday is a uh, Dogfish Head um dinner tasting in Montclair as well mm -hmm. that she bought me tickets for. So we're going to go, we're going to have the Dogfish Head 90, the um, Midas Touch uh, we, all remember the, we all remember that Dog Head 120 IPA yeah, from they'll have the Unforgettable Beer. Unforgettable. It's, it's going to be an interesting time. So these, these things are available, they're out there and you just have to look for them. Hey, and if you're looking for that special Father's Day's gift, or, mm -hmm. you know, get get some beer. Yeah. I mean, you, if you have a brewery by, not a brewery, but a, uh, a bar by your house that has a lot of different styles of beer on tap, generally, several times a month, they have a promo night. Um, last Tuesday at, around here, if you're from Central Jersey, the... Um, a skull and knucklehead had the um, great Boke's name. beer. Great name, yeah. great beer, tiny bar. But they had the Boke's beer promo night. Um, they have a victory promo night coming up next oh. week, I think. And we've spoken very highly of some of the victory, victory beers in beers, the past. Yes. I know that. Um, then they're in July. They're having a Dogfish Head promo night. Uh, last uh, Tuesday, I was at uh, the Cloverleaf Tavern for the. Sierra Nevada promo night where we had the uh, um, Southern Hemisphere, they call it fresh hop, but it's actually dried. It's not a wet hop. It's a fresh hop. Slight distinction there, um, but they, they have lots of promo nights as well. So go. if you just look at your local bars, you know, a lot of them have promo nights um, where they bring in different breweries. Um, if you're on the East Coast, they tend to be victory... Um, Dogfish Head, Flying Dog, um, there are lots of them. Great. All right. How about we uh, yes, move on I to the? Yes, uh, I actually opened up the. Uh, uh, our friends from Japan. Yes. The uh, Hitachino Nest. It's, uh, I thought it was rather amusing that that we this beer again is from Japan. You yes. Said? We talk about a uh, beer with a, a Japanese Hitachino and Weissen. Yeah, German. From, yeah. So like globalization, here we come. Exactly. You can see it's in the bottle here. There's a lot of yeast in the okay, bottle. Okay, let's so. uh, roll it out. Yep, enough to transgression here. Let's. Uh... But it was a good aside. Yes. 
Hopefully you all found that very informative. As, oops, let me swirl this up a little bit. Wake up some of those yeasties at the bottom. Amazingly clear beer. Yeah, it's almost like uh, <laughs> just looking it at it. It looks like an American lager. I mean, if you pour this in a glass, you'd think it was an American lager. All right. I, I don't know. Yeah, we talk We talk about the... the, the uh, the aroma of the beer, the nose, etc., and how much it, how much it, it, it's a prelude to the drinking. You can't, you can't negate the visual factor. I, I, I you know, you have to look at the visual factor, and yeah. you're looking at this, at this beer. <laughs> I have my doubts, but hey, let's give yeah, it a shot. I'm kind of in the same. And I'm saying, I what mean, the hell are the Japanese doing here? <laughs> I'm pouring, I'm pouring this beer, and it's coming out looking like an American lager. It's absolutely clear. I shake up the bottle. Pour some more, and it's still clear. I shake up the bottle even more. I mean, we only have here a 12, 12 ounce bottle. You sure it's not mislabeled? No. <laughs> the twelve ounce bottle is hardly any haze to it. Uh, the head is very thin. I mean, I poured this the last two two pours in here. I poured it straight down the middle, and it created almost no head. I get a you know quarter of an inch of, of foam here. It's very thin foam too. It's not the Thick foam that we've been seeing on a lot of the beers, uh, swirling into my glass. There's. Man, I gotta tell you, you gotta no, stick no your, You have to stick your nose way into this glass to get <laughs> to get to smell something. I'm not even to the smell yet. I'm still looking at the. I mean, swirling it. There's no. There's no lacing going on. Uh, it's got more of a, a lemony, vanilla-like aroma to it. There's not much banana or cloves or. This is t- spiciness. I to remember it. you said it was a, a week or two ago that. You know, when you rate the beers, you look at a couple of different things. And if I'm just looking at, at, at the visual part of it, looking how this beer looks, seeing how this beer looks, and, and sticking my nose in there and trying to get some sense of, of, of anything, yeah, I'm not, I'm not holding, I'm not really uh, excited here. <laughs> no, nor am I. And uh, it's quite unfortunate. I mean, this, this beer, like we said, is from Japan. It's uh, a 5% ABV, so it's, you know, light session beer. Not much, uh, you know, not much uh, haze to it. Wow, this is weird stuff. Weird. As Johnny Carson used to say, weird. There's not a lot to the aroma that I would consider to be Hefeweizen like. Well, I'm just waiting for you to taste it. <laughs> you know, I, it's, it even, it, it, it smells kind of lemony, vanilla Yeah. Not not much spice to it. Little it actually smells a little thin, if that's possible. It's possible. Did <laughs> you give it away? All right, it's possible. <laughs> that's about my experience when I tasted it too. Peter's screwing up his face here, and, and you know, like, I took one sip of this. And said, wow, where is this coming from? Well, exactly. I don't know where this is coming from. I mean, this is this is bitter, lemony. Lemony is a good word. Uh, like we had that wedge. We had the wit from from these guys too, which was unbelievably lemony. Uh, you know, I don't know if their palates are, you know, much different. You know, the brewmaster. This is palate, this is foul tasting stuff, I, in I'm my not, opinion. And in fact, I can't drink it, which doesn't. I can't do. I don't say that very often, but I can't drink this. I wouldn't drink this. No. If they gave it to me for free, I um, this is horrible. I don't even know what the taste is. Wonder what it tastes like mixing it with coffee. <laughs> oh man, I don't even know what to rate this. You know, I, I, I'm not even going to rate it. You know. Yeah, I think uh, I would agree with you in there. This is just. I think I'll put a big NR on this. 
No rating. I put a dash. <laughs> NR. No rating. Uh, it's overly sour or, or overly tart with the lemon. There's no... The lemon just overwhelms all the flavors. There's nothing You're left You're being to... way too kind. I, I mean, I would, if I were sitting, I'd say, who the hell tasted this crap and decided to put it out? On? Yeah, who did this? I mean, I can't believe... Now, listen, I'm not a brewer. I'm, I'm certainly not like Peter at all. Or, you know, I have no sense of what brewing would be about, how to make my own beer or anything like that. However, if I were running a business and I said, I tell you what, I don't even know Japanese names, but... Yeah. <laughs> If I were if I were brewing this beer and called five people together and said let's get let's get the Erdinger let's get the Pulaner let's get let's get the the different ones uh, you know and let's taste them all and let's try and copy this and let's see what we can do with it so we can have a starting point I can't believe anybody even did that I don't even know where they came out with this stuff from and I'll leave it at that before I get you know too carried away before we get too carried away yeah it was. The beer was, the head was airy, light. It was no lacing to it, no thickness to it. There was not much yeast in the bottle, so the beer was fairly clear. It was strong, um, lemony flavors that really kind of whacked you in the head and masked any other flavor in the beer. If you want, I mean, I mean, even even if you could try to make this a wit, say okay, it's not a it's not a Hefeweizen, it's a wit. Nah. I mean, it's still overly lemon. I mean, you know, it's the, not the, even the in deal that with this. Here, here it is, folks. Here's here's my interpretation of the deal. You're standing in front of the cooler at the package goods store. You're ready to try some some uh, Hefeweizen, and you and you're ready to try something. And you look here, you see, oh. Hit a chino nest. I'm having sushi. Maybe this would be good with that. I got to tell you, don't buy it. It will not be good with your sushi. Don't waste your money. Get one of the other ones. Even even the air zinger would be a better choice. <laughs> All right, <Enough> Mark. Said. <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever heard you that passionate about well, a beer I mean, before. Yeah, there's like trying something, and you say, "Oh, you know, wow, look at this—a Japanese visor, Japanese visor. This must be interesting because they have it here. So maybe I'll give it a try." Don't give it a try. <laughs> All so, right, that's the way I feel about it. I'm not taking it back. All right, we're gonna grab another two beers out of the fridge, and uh, we'll be right back. Wow, that's all I can say about that beer. Um, Let's, let's move on to the next one. Okay. Uh, let's not even comment anymore. All right. The next one up here, uh, we're going to be doing the Harpoon UFO. Now. And the Harpoon, Harpoon is from where? What? It's from uh, Boston. Okay. So it's an American beer. Now the label says it's a Hefeweizen. Um, their website actually classifies it as an American unfiltered wheat beer. So. I don't know if it's going to taste like the other ones that we've had or not. Well, I've never had it before. I've seen it lots I was of thinking, places. I was thinking that we often talk about reinterpretation, so to speak, of a style of beer. And, um, you know, but this didn't even seem like it was reinterpreted. That's all I'll say. We'll move on to it. So here we're looking at something that's, you know, golden straw colored. Very tiny head. There's almost no head on this at all. Very little. Um, it's got, uh, it's very hazy, typical of the style. 
Uh, swirling it up, eh, building the head back up a little bit. No, actually it's not. You know, it's only about uh, half an inch thick here. Mm -hmm. It's kind of airy head. It's not thick like the rest of them. Now, when I refer to the other, the head on the other beer, um, I'm not sure which one it was. I talked about a creamy head. This this is not a creamy head. This no. has large bubbles in it, yeah. and uh, it's quite aerated. Yes, it's uh, not very thick at all. Very light on the aroma. <laughs> it's just kind of a little bit yeasty and fruity. Not much to it, and the flavor. Boy, that that the last one really took the wind out of your sails too. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> it was like whoa. You know, but still, I mean, even even if we got from that last one to, you know, say the the Schneider Weiss or the, uh, you know, the Weinestaffener, um, it, it, you know, they would have shown through the the last beer, you know. But this one here is it's thin, very bland. Um, yeah, it uh, was exactly the word I was going to use. It's bland. I mean, I I can say, this uh, like I, like I'll say about one of the other ones when we get to the rating nothing going on here no it's dry and crisp and grainy and that's about it there's no yeah there's no spice to yeah. it there's no fruitiness to it what what's the ufo deal here what the, why do they call it uh oh harpoon's unfiltered offering yes well that's lame I think I think it's lame. <laughs> oh uh, man, we're we're all soured after that Japanese well, beer. It's lame. I mean, you know who cares? Uh, it's catchy. Blah blah blah. You know, I'm I'm as as I look at labels over over the last almost fifteen podcasts. I think our next oh one this one is our fifteenth. This is the fifteenth. This is our fifteenth okay. podcast on simplybeer.com, Our fifteenth podcast. Woo! <laughs> well, we tried a lot of beers over those fifteen podcasts. Fifteen weeks. Yeah. So we're talking about how many months? Three and a half months. About almost four months. Um, you know, and make fun of me if you will about looking at labels. We and, do. And sometimes they tell you something. <laughs> sometimes they don't. I'll grant you that. But I've I have noticed that that it seems like the breweries that really take that that we've thought have been very good. I've thought have been very good. We'll take a little bit of extra care to talk about the ingredients in the beer, the process of the beer, the philosophy of the beer, however you, you might say it. All this tells me, this is a, a, an oval label that says Hefeweizen Unfiltered Wheat Beer UFO, and that's all it says. doesn't yeah. say anything else. And, and to me, the product almost is a reflection of that. It's, it's, it's just an average so-so beer. You know, if you were at, um, what's that place everybody goes to? Legal Seafood. If you went to Legal Seafood, I don't know. I, I'm not. I guess I must not be everybody because I've never been there. I've been there a few times. <laughs> this is to me is the kind of beer they would probably serve, you know, at Legal Seafood. Uh, nothing much to write home about here, you know. Again, yeah. your hand your hand is on the handle at the at the cooler at the at the package goods store. Uh, you might be say you might be intrigued a little bit by the UFO label. Uh, this is kind of neat, blah blah blah. But I tell you, it doesn't it doesn't impress me. These are tough to rate. This is a this is a, a hard session to get through I this know, week. Right? My God, it, it, we're hitting the, like low. Whoa, high you know, I mean, it's just like I'm. I'm Whew, it's a I'm, roller coaster ride. I'm just hoping that the flying dog like saves the day here, which I'm I'm just hoping it will. I'm saying, well, come on, flying dog, pull through on this one. Yeah, uh, this has been a tough session for me to get through, frankly. You know, when we did the uh, fruited beers, I, I didn't go into that with a lot of great hopes. 
No, but at least we came out with, uh, you know, two good yeah. beers out of that one. And for me, three, but you didn't like the raspberry one. Yeah. Uh, but definitely the dogfish head black and blue was excellent. amazing. I actually bought another fruited beer on my really? own. Oh, on your I, own? I bought the dogfish head uh, red and white. See, there you go. Uh, because What's... the black and blue was so good. Absolutely. Uh, but the red and white is not quite a fruited beer. It's, it's, it's very different, and I won't get into it now. Well, we'll do it, we'll do it up some other time. I'm thinking about the rating on this beer, and I'll tell you, I got—I don't know where I'm going with this stuff. The, low, the lowest ratings of, of, of since we started rating on a 100 scale, for sure. This is low stuff. Low. Okay. All right. So, the last beer of the evening. And I sure hope it, it ends on a good note. I really want this to end on a good note. So, we have um, the last one up here. The Flying Dog in Heat Wheat. It's a Hefeweizen Ale, and uh, it's got a super cool label, and uh, I'll let you uh, okay. talk about a little bit more label, man. All right, let's rock, Flying Dog! <laughs> let's um, let's save the day here, because I'll tell you, Mr. Marco is like, his tail is hanging down here. <laughs> yeah. So this one comes crew as, a, you know, an orangey, very hazy, as what I would expect. Better head than the last one, for sure. It's a little bit thicker. You know, but it's not a huge head like the uh, German ones had. You know, we're talking maybe an inch, an inch thick here. Um, but the, still, the bubbles are, are fairly compact, but not as dense as maybe it's the German counterparts. Be before I try this, the, the, the sip, I think part of it is the genre, the style of beer itself. And I think it has certain limitations, you know, that really preclude... And, you know, some of the edgier brewers may not be represented here, frankly. I mean, you know, the um, Flying Dog is probably the edgiest one, I suppose, that we would have represented here. And I think it's the, the nature of the style. If I were brewing beer, I, this would probably be one of the least likely styles that, that I would approach to try and expand on, reinterpret. Well, you know what? In, in 12 years of brewing beer... I have never once brewed a Hefeweizen. So, you know, you I, got, I, right. I brewed five or six wits. You know, I brewed, you know, all sorts of other German styles of, of beers, but I have never once brewed a Hefeweizen. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> you know, you have to take it for what it is. <clears throat> Back in the day when, when auto racing, you know, drag racing and all was fun, uh, you know, no one would take a Rambler and decide they're going to make it into a funny car. People would take Dodge Chargers, Mustangs, things of that nature. There was something there. To yeah, there was already a backbone to start There on. was something to work yeah. with, exactly, that, that would appeal to people, to, to want to see it and be, in part of, be a part of it and be involved in it. Yeah. And, I, and I think that, you know, so a little bit of it, I think, is going on here. Just to be fair. Well, this one, I mean, this one really brings us back to the German-style Hefeweizen. I mean, the aroma on this one, it's its bready, it's banana-y. I mean, banana and cloves really come through on this one. Yeah. You know, and and the bread as well, the, the yeasty nature of the beer. Because it's, you know, most of these this should be unfiltered and, and thus cloudy and mm -hmm, full of mm -hmm. yeast. And you should get I like that the way character. You say, and thus, also. And that sounded, thus. That sounded, that sounded good. And thus. Probably the only time I'll ever use it correctly. <laughs> oh, but the aroma on this one, I mean, it really kind of brings me back to some of the, the, the two top ones that we've already done. I tell you, it's, it's, a good, it's a good ending note 
I think. Uh, it has a nice amount of carbonation. It's refreshing. It's got good taste. It's complex. I think there's, I think there's a lot going on here. Now, to me, this is a, you know, this is a fully worthy effort. You know, as opposed to the harpoon, which this to me was good... just like, you know, paying lip service to the whole thing and yeah, saying, this is, well, let's put this it out. is really a good example of a, of an American interpretation of the Hefeweizen beer. It's got all the qualities that should be there. It's very you good. You know, it's got the, the breadiness, the banana, the cloves, the spiciness. It's got a little bit more hops to it than maybe the German ones do, but I think I would expect that from an American brewer um, just because of the nature of American breweries tending to use more um, American hops. Um, I don't know if they ever used American hops in this one, but there is a little bit more hop uh, um, back end to this beer than some of the other ones that we've had. Making some notes. You know, pretty good lacing on the beer here. Okay, a little know, bit of label stuff here. Yes. Tell us about this label because well, it's really cool. It is a cool label. Um, again, we go back to one of the Flying Dog's uh, trademarks, so to speak, is the Hunter S. Thompson. They have mm -hmm. the Hunter S. Thompson-esque logo here. Yeah, we uh, did the um, Double Dog. I mean, it was one of yeah. our first podcasts that we did. Maybe number three or four with the Pale Ales. We to go the... back, it says, good people drink good beer. Exactly. So, you know, like, um, I mean, again... And, and you'll see in my rating when we get to them shortly that uh, <clears throat> the label indicates a little something, you know. I, that, uh, not to keep harping on the harpoon, but here's what this uh, flying dog label says. We spent 25 days brewing this German-style Hefeweizen to create its award-winning flavor, and you just wing a lemon slice in it for showmanship? You're not getting style points from us. Germans don't drink it that way, so save your attention-grabbing tactics for the karaoke stage. Thank you for somebody actually putting that in print and on the label. There you go. No lemon in the Hefeweizen, or the Wit, or any other beer for that matter. If you're going to put lemon in it, put it in when you're brewing it. Hey, these people know who they're brewing for. It's, yeah. not, it's not, you know, it's for... A more discriminating palate, and I'll leave it at that, such as yeah. ours, of course. Yes. Good beer. Enjoyed it. Very good. And, and uh, I'm, frankly, I'm, I'm giving them an extra point because they're American beer. <laughs> well, you know, it's not easy. Um, first of all, you got to give them some. You got to give them some credit for trying. As I as I mentioned before, this is not an easy genre to tackle. What are you going to do with this genre? I mean, you know. What's where? Where are you going to take it? And I think they took yeah. it somewhere. They they made it somewhat their own. And, and uh, hey, if you're at the cooler and you have your hand on the handle, and you see dogfish, you know you're going to get something worthwhile. And in this case, I think on their Hefeweizen certainly did. Okay, I think so too. I think it was a a well balanced beer, um, definitely worthy of the style. I can drink like six or seven of these with no problem. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right. Maybe that is a problem. <laughs> wow. Well, I think that uh, about you know, does it this for... One, wait, wait, before you go on, I just want to do... Just hit the Schneiders up one more time. I just hit the Schneider up while you were talking. <laughs> yeah, I, I just want to hit that because, you know, it's telling me... I, yeah, just I, I think I need to, to sample uh, the uh, the Franzikaner one more time here just to kind of be able to 
do my final placement. Yeah, it's a little tough this week for me. Yeah, I want to give like the, you know, I'm saying, God, this beer has been brewed in Germany for yeah. you know years. I mean, come on, you know, I, I, it's almost like uh, you say to yourself, it's almost like uh, I don't know what you're saying by giving it to the dogfish, but flying dog. Yeah, <laughs> flying dog. A, too yeah. many dogs. <laughs> too many dogs and no cats. Yes. All right. What do you What do you have for us? Now that we've uh, sampled all these beers. Okay. Starting from the low end yes. to the high end. I, I think we can all figure out the low end. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or at least the, the bottom. H- Hitachino, the Japanese Hitachino Nest of Eisen. All I can say, no rating. Who thought this was a good idea? <laughs> Case closed. I'm not going to do any more with that. Uh, my next up here would be the, the Harpoon UFO. Actually, I said legal seafood. I think what I meant was red lobster. Yeah. <laughs> um, average, mediocre, and it's kind of like red lobster. You go in there, you know you're going to have some seafood and some scallops, but is it memorable? They, they may or may not be scallops. I mean, do you remember <laughs> any of it? No. And unfortunately, they would probably serve Harpoon UFO at Red Lobster thinking, wow, this is cool. We're going to serve like, you know, a crafty style beer there so we can impress our people. And that's that. 85... Is my rating on that? That's that's pretty bad, I think. Uh, next up, and and you know it, it's too bad. I I expected more here, but uh, at an eighty-seven is my Polinir Hefeweizen Natural Wheat. Nothing distinctive going on here. Disappointing. Not a pleasant. Uh, not a pleasant brew exactly. Aftertaste. Uh, you know, there wasn't a, there wasn't a good after. Uh, it was not pleasant. I, I just didn't think, uh, I was looking forward to a little bit more, considering the, the rave reviews we've given other Polliner brews, but that to me was an 87. Uh, yeah, this could have been a tie, quite frankly. You, you look at 87, 88, what the hell's the damn difference beside a point? I mean, a point is... One's uh, better than the other. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, would I buy either one of them? No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't get either, uh, the Air Dinger, which is an 88. Again, decidedly, to me, average seemed at first representative of the class but then i thought well i'm looking for a little bit more uh not memorable again if i gave you this you'd walk away saying he gave he he served me beer yeah what else would be said nothing um next up we have the um at an 89 we have the uh weinhemp weinhenstaffener <laughs> <laughs> Hefe Weiss beer. It was tasty. I thought that I thought there was a lot of taste to it. And I wasn't arguing about that, but what what it's there just seemed to be something lacking. I can't quite put my finger on it, but it was nothing that I'd go back to. Um uh, just didn't stand out above the crowd to me. And uh, you know, there was there was some complexity of taste, but it just didn't seem to come together for some reason. So I gave that an eighty-nine. Okay, uh, next we have at a, um, a 92, actually I have two 92s, and is the, the Schneider. I was going to, you know, at first I thought a 92 was a little bit low, but on the second tasting I said, eh, it's yeah. about right. Good. Uh, it seemed to, that seemed to be about where it should be placed, slightly above average. Uh, again, nothing memorable to me, nothing I'd write home about. Uh, and, and that tied with the, um, Francis Connor again, uh, it was, cl- they're both clean tasting, pretty good beers. 
I don't know. Just to me, nothing that, that I can write home to mom about. And uh, last, uh, maybe you figured this out by now. What the hell? It's a 94, the Flying Dog in Heat Wheat. Wow. I gave a 94 because, again, you know, you got to have some balls, so to speak. Yeah. You know, to get out there and say, you know, if I brought 10 people together and said, Peter, Joe, Corey, we're going to do... We're going to do a Hefeweizen. And they would say to me, why? There's a lot of other beers we can possibly do. I said, well, let's try it and let's see what happens. So you have to give some credit there. Uh, number two, hey, United States. Look what happened with the Japanese there on that Hitachino. Man, they fell on their face. <laughs> you know, I would be concerned if I were a brewer, would I fall on my face here? Yeah. You know, would I be completely off the mark? So to me... And we talk about interpretation. I think this is a great interpretation of the style. Frankly, I think they took the care in crafting the brew. And that, that to me, made the difference. They said it. They took 25 days to do it. And I, and I think it shows through. And I, and I give that the high score for the uh, beer brawl this week, 94. Wow. All right. Cool. So for me, um, the uh, Hitachino Nest, uh, Bison... Like Mark was the bottom God, what of the week. <laughs> um, you know, I I don't even want to get into. It. I mean, it was, it just didn't even resemble the style of beer. It was over lemony. I mean, if you want to even try to classify it as a wit, because of the lemon flavor, it didn't even fit there. Um, I, I you know I t- completely missed the mark. So next up for me was the uh, Harpoon UFO. Um, I didn't even rate the uh, Hachino Nest, by the way. Uh, I just gave it a dash. Um, the Harpoon UFO. Again, that one in 84. Nothing special, nothing bad about the beer, but nothing really stood out about the beer as well. So, I mean, really just try to please, you know, average America and not pushing the envelope at all to try to even meet the style of beer. Next, I had the uh, Airdinger Hefeweizen. I gave that an 85. It was slightly better than the UFO, but still an average beer with no dominant flavors. Uh, after that, I gave the Polliner Hefeweizen Natural Wheat an 86. And the reason why I gave that an 86, I thought it was a bit more sour than the uh, than really it should have been. After the Polliner, we make a pretty significant jump. Um, it, from the Polliner to my next one um, really is kind of separating the class of the good from the mediocre. 91, I gave to the Schneider Weissen, uh, the Schneider Weiss Hefeweizen. Um, I just thought it was a good beer, exactly what the style was supposed to be. And after that, the uh, the Franz O'Connor half of Eisen, I gave that a 92, and that really kind of makes the next jump up in my book. Um, it was really good. It was sweet. It was orange sweet, not not like bitter citrusy orange, uh, with a touch of sour. Good carbonation. Uh, I thought it was a pretty good beer. After that, I gave the uh, Flying Dog in here. In Heat Wheat, a 92 as well. But I think I would probably have to do a 92 and a half 
you know, because there it was, are no halves, right? There's no. I give it a 92, but I think it was a better 92 than the Franz Connor. I, I thought it was a, a very well balanced beer, exactly what the style is supposed to be. You know what? I probably give that. Yeah, I'll stick with the 92. It's still a 92 because between the Franz Connor and the Flying Dog in Heat Wheat. Both of them were good in certain areas and lacked a little bit in other areas. So I, I think they're both really good beers. And my winner for the week was the Vine Hestafaner, um, which I gave a 94. Hmm. Maybe so even an, I, I might even go up to a 95 on that one. Really? Um, okay. That was just a delicious beer. In my book, that was a great beer. Extremely well-balanced. Lots of flavors. Complex. Good aroma, great head, good color. I mean, it really met everything in that style of beer and tasted good on top of that. So for my, for me, the uh, Vine Hestafaner, which I'm sure I'm butchering the hell out of, uh, was my winner for the week. Yeah, well, you gave, him, you gave him a high score, so what the hell, you mispronounce it. Yeah. Well, so, I tell you, our numbers were pretty much on the money. Yeah, I, I uh, would, I would disagree. You know, just briefly uh, on the. No, uh, there's no disagreement here. Yeah, we can disagree. <laughs> Vine Hefestaner, uh, Stefaner. Um, you know, again, I thought it was a great beer. I, I agree with for the most part. A little something missing on that. I still, I, I go with the Flying yeah. Dog. You know, the Flying Dog. I gotta say, I mean, it was a really good beer. So you and I was actually kind of surprised. I was hoping for a good beer, but I'm not afraid to say it's a bad beer if it was. But it was actually a very good beer. The Flying Dog. Yeah, I was, I was surprised that it was better than some of these German beers, and that really, kudos to them. I mean, kudos to them. Kudos to them. All right, another great beer brawl. It was a good beer brawl. Yes. All right. So that that about wraps it up. So what's uh, up? Uh, what's up coming up? Upcoming on simplybeer.com. There. Wow. Um, old beer guru. For the next week, it's a pretty busy week for me. I have uh, Saturday. I have a, a cheese and beer tasting. Mm-hmm. Tuesday, I have which the dogfish. Which you're going to tweet, right? Yeah, of course. I'm always okay. on Twitter. Uh, Tuesday, I have the um, dogfish head dinner. And beer tasting. Oh, tell me that's not going to be great. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that one, you know. And and I got to thank my wife, you know, the amazing supportive wife that she is to uh, get me that for Father's Day. Okay. And uh, I suppose to the tie I'm getting, I might add. <laughs> and uh, don't forget to go to your Father's Day present. <laughs> and uh, Thursday we have the uh, beer brawl with the guys from the liquor outlet in Putin. They've set aside uh, for us some. Exceptional. Um, Are we gonna get a free eats out of this, or what's the deal? Well, we're gonna get some really good beers out of it. Oh, that's that, what we're that, gonna get. Okay, that's that's. You know, we I think next week we have Paradox, Brooklyn Black Ops, um, and a bunch of other oak aged or bourbon aged stouts. That so we're, we're going. We're going up. We're ratcheting up a little bit. Yeah, we're actually. The Hefeweizen was very pleasant, but <laughs> hell, let's get the hell out of this sphere of beer drinking and move on to the yes, next level. We're actually going to take this on the road, and we're going to head out to Bootin. We're not going to actually be at the liquor store like I thought we were, um, but we're going to be out there with the guys from the the liquor outlet. So uh, I'm looking really. I'm really looking forward to that. 
Yeah, listen. I mean, if there's any questions that folks want answered, yeah. they think you want to put up to a poll. What's your favorite style of beer? Uh, any favorite breweries? What's your favorite brewery? Yeah, whatever it might be. Just yeah. give a just give a uh, shout uh, out. You to, know, we're uh, looking to uh, we're looking to expand uh, what we're doing for the beer brawls. So we, this Thursday we have um, the uh, oak aged or bourbon aged imperial stouts. Saturday I'm going to a uh, stone tasting so we'll be doing stone beers i'm really excited about that one uh, that's with the uh draft board 15 out of west orange they they all work out of the uh gaslight brewery and then uh next south orange or west orange south orange you said west orange but that's okay all right well correct me then well it's south orange because i know the gaslight brewery is indeed yes. located in south orange new jersey it was saying south orange in my head okay good well we cleared that up um and then uh the week after that, uh, Beer Brawl, we're going to be doing porters. So I'm excited about that. I already have all, right. all our porters up here in the uh, beer cellar. So we're all set for that one. And don't forget my great on location, uh, you know, flip casts from, uh, <laughs> from Munich, Germany, Bavaria. Well, I'll be there. And, uh, you know. when, are you, when are you going to Germany again? Leaving on July 26th, so right. there'll be some flight fatigue, blah, blah, blah. You got to do some, you know, you got to do some stuff with the folks, the family, blah, blah, blah. And, and then, and then we should be able to hit some of those breweries. Well, before you go, we're going to be going up to uh, Andy's Corner Bub. That's right. In, uh, in Pagoda, New Jersey. Uh, if you don't know Andy's Corner Tavern, then uh, look it up online. I think it's Andy's Quarter Tavern dot blogspot.com. Uh, but he's got an I mean... George, the guy who owns the place, has an amazing sense of beer. I mean, the guy knows beer. And yeah, always rotating taps. Very, very, very good place to drink some beer. Okay. And uh, I think that about sums it up for uh, upcoming uh, beer brawls and events. Uh, yeah. As I uh, know more, I'll be, I, I just recently added an events calendar to uh, Simply Beer. So as we are going places and doing things, I will update that. Super. Of course, Twitter. You know, I'm on Twitter all the time. And always twittering what forget. I do. Now, the little bit, you know, there was a whole thing. Did you rem did you register at Facebook slash simplybeard.com? You know or, what? I have. Because you can register these names now on Facebook. Well, on, on, on Facebook, you have to have a thousand fans ah. before you can oh, get really? the vanity name, is what they call it. Ah. So I have 1,100 hey, Facebook fans. Hey, rock, bro, rock. But I didn't have 1,100 before May 31st, so I don't well, get I'll it. Check into it. You might still be able to do it. No, I already did. Okay, good. And uh, they, they, at some future time, will start doing vanity names again for uh, those of us who got our thousandth fan after May 31st. Okay. So, so thank you, Mark. You're for, welcome. Uh, another uh, hard effort tonight, rating all these beers and it drinking a, It was these a beers. tough one, Peter. I know. Very hard. I add content all the time now to simplybeer.com. So read and leave your comments. I'd love to hear them. You can also subscribe to Simply Beer Podcasts on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter. Their username is Simply Beer. Our username on Facebook is also Simply Beer. So we're Simply Beer everywhere. All right. This is Peter Kennedy, brewer and creator of Simply Beer, saying good night and may your pint always be full. I'll be back tomorrow night. And drink some more I don't care What the people are thinking I ain't drunk I'm just drinking But you're so high Oh no, you the one drunk Look at your eyes, man But you're so high Don't you tell
them already now. Well, I ain't here, but four, five, six, seven. 